Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, Houston, with its fascinating history, is considered to be one of the most desirable locations to invest in in real estate, not only in the U.S., but in the entire world. And the Houston housing market has been booming for many years and become really one of the favorite destinations for those looking to invest. So every once in a while, we like to do these market spotlights and come back to our team and boots on the ground to learn what is going on and why should we be looking at the market and why should we be investing there? So with me today is Brian, one of our trusted local property partners out there. So welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, Marco. Pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you back on. We haven't done one of these for what, about two years now, if I recall properly? I think so. Yeah, yeah it's been a, been a while. Well, that means we're long overdue. So uh, we're going to cover one of the greatest markets in the in the entire country here. So let's talk about Houston. The thing with Houston with me is it's a very, very large market. And I don't remember exactly how large it is geographically, but I know from a population perspective, it's got something like around 7 million people and growing. Is that true? Yes, exactly. Uh, I think it was last year, Marco, that we went over the 7 million mark. It is big. I think that's one of the things when people come out and visit us, they're kind of struck by the sheer size and the amount of time that it takes to visit and drive to different places. If you take Harris County, which is what Houston sits in, and the, I think it's seven counties that touch it, you're looking at a landmass about the size, half the size of the state of New Jersey. So it's really big. The greater Houston area, which is that 7 million people number, is a huge land area. And from my office now where I'm sitting down to, say, NASA, which is actually in Houston, at easily an hour and 15 minute drive to get there. Wow. So every market has a story, or at least what I like to call a story. Why do you like Houston? What's the big deal? Great. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky to be here for almost 30 years, Marco. So I got here in 90, and in, in the mid-90s, the economy went through a, a pretty dramatic change away from oil and gas, because back then the economy was about 75 to 80% oil and gas. Today, that's a much different number. Today, that number is more like 33 to 40% oil and gas. And at the time, they did it with tax breaks and tax abatements to other industries to entice them to come here. And it worked extremely well. A lot of other businesses, we now have the Texas Medical Center down on the south side of downtown. It's the largest medical center in the world with seven different teaching hospitals down there. We've had tremendous increase in transportation and manufacturing jobs that came here. So we're now a much more diversified economy. We're much more diversified population. And that 7 million number continues to grow. We've been adding a population about the size of San Mateo, California for the last 15 to 20 years. And Houston is a very resilient city. Every time you guys have a weather disruption or a hurricane come by, regardless of what happens, you guys just get back on your feet so quickly. It's just an amazing city. So how large is the metro area? Do you have a rough idea of its size? Because I know from the woodlands all the way down is just a, a massive area. Correct. Well, Houston sits in, in what's called Harris County, 
Harris County is about 1,800 square miles. And then when you take the greater Houston area and you take the other counties that are all around the Harris County area, you're, you're looking at a geography that's about half the size of the state of New Jersey. And yeah, that's one of the things that tends to strike people that have never been here and come for a visit is that how big it is. So from our office on the north side of Houston down to NASA, which is on the south side of Houston, is at least an hour and 15 minute drive. It's about 55 miles from here, but it's all considered the greater Houston area. So if someone came up to you and said, Brian, hey, why should I invest in Houston? If you gave them like a 20,000 foot level answer, what would you say to them? That is, I get asked that a lot, Marco. And what I tell them is that it's hard to find a market that's more resilient than this. It's that's more economically resilient, physically resilient. It's tremendously diverse here. Our economy is diverse. Our population is the most diverse in the country. In 2016, the census revealed that we had become more diverse than New York City. So there's a lot of different jobs that are being created here. That draws people from all over the country and all over the world. So there's a lot of strength to that, to be the fourth largest metro and have that kind of a critical mass. And then the other thing is the low cost of entry. We're 23 to 26% below the median home prices for the rest of the country. So the cost of entry and getting started here is very small. And we've had great, I mean, the last four years, we've seen appreciation range from four to 6% in the homes that we're managing, that price point. So I'd say it's, it's extremely resilient. I tell people it's not impossible to make a mistake, but it's pretty hard to make a mistake investing here in Houston. Yeah, it's a strong market. When I look at the rent growth there, and this is actually a question I, I want to ask you, but you know, I track 405 markets and I know that Houston is in the top 25% of rent growth relative to all the other markets. So you, you're in that upper quartile. The cash flow potential in the Houston market is also in that top 25%, the upper quartile. So from the, those two perspectives, we are very bullish and happy with Houston. The question I'd like to ask you is, you know, I also look at what markets are doing from a momentum perspective. You know, are, are property values or prices appreciating or depreciating? And, and year over year, what's that trend? I have noticed that recently that momentum has weakened. And so you still have growth, of course. There's still positive net appreciation, even when you adjust for inflation. But I see it kind of cooling off a little bit. And maybe this is a, a temporary thing. Do you have any comment or perspective on why that might be happening? It's not a concern of mine, just so you know. It's just what it is. Actually, Mark, I saw some data recently. Now, I haven't seen numbers for August yet, but the numbers that came in for July for new home sales and new home starts broke every record the city's ever had. So I don't see it cooling off. There's just too much growth in job growth here and people moving here. We're still under inventoried. So when we get to the point where we're seeing... I think the latest number that I saw was something like four months worth of inventory on the MLS, and which a balanced market is six to six and a half months. And we haven't really come close to that yet. So I don't think we're cooling off quite yet. But I would, again, I haven't seen August numbers yet. And I should, they should be coming out very soon. Okay. So that doesn't really phase you. You're still very bullish on the market. Absolutely. Yeah. And for us, it seems to have as much to do with business news. And I continue to see companies moving here because of the cost of doing business, 
the cost of real estate being less. We, we have a lot of corporate accounts that are moving here from other parts of the country because they know that we have a growing workforce and we also have low cost to do business here. It's a very business-friendly state and Houston's very business-friendly fourth largest city. Okay. Well, let's transition briefly to the economy. You know, Houston is certainly in the top five, the last I checked, top five largest U.S. metropolitan economies. And that's because you have, well, it's not only just a big market, but you have a wide range of industry within that market. Like you said before, it's not just oil and gas anymore or heavily driven because of that industry. And especially today, that would have a major impact on you anyway, because oil prices are still very low. They're probably in the $50 range last time I checked, which is far cry from where it used to be $90, $100. But what is the economy like? I mean, what's going on? What's driving the economy? What would you say? That's a great question. And mentioning and talking about the oil and gas industry, that's an, an industry that is probably changing faster than almost any other industry and almost at any time in its history. One of the things that has really changed that industry is we are now energy independent. And the shale plays and fracking created a lot of jobs. And then those jobs, some of them went away. But that part of the industry is not going away. And everybody knows that. So we grew very rapidly. And that was one of the things that helped us after 2008. The Again, having that sort of contrarian part of the economy, the oil and gas part, helped tremendously to keep Houston going strong and getting stronger coming out of it. And now we've had one of the things that really surprises a lot of people is when I tell them we've got the world's largest medical center here because they don't really promote it. We're not known for it that well, but it creates tremendous amount of jobs. And it's great boon for the rental market all on the south side of town. There's a lot of growth there because we have people, everything from nurses to residents who are moving in and they'll stay a short period of time, a couple of years or whatever, and then they move on. And so there, it's a great rental market that that helps create. We've also had a lot of manufacturing. We've got one of the world's largest HVAC, the air conditioning called Dakin. It's a Japanese company that came in and purchased Goodwin Manufacturing, and they built a $400 million facility just north of Houston here. And it's the second largest manufacturing facility in the country. Well, I was just going to comment, when you look at the U.S. as a country, we've been transitioning to a service-based economy because we have much less manufacturing going on. A lot of it has been kind of shipped overseas. But when you look at Houston, the last I looked at it, it had over 6,400 manufacturers in that metropolitan area, which is a massive amount of manufacturers. And from a skills base, that represents over 240,000 skilled workers. That's huge. So as long as that manufacturing stays there, you're going to have a lot of vibrant economy and a lot of jobs. And then, of course, both people need places to live. So you have to provide them good, affordable housing. It's been very fortunate to have that kind of growth. And then there's been some serendipitous things as well. For instance, the Port of Houston, I believe only going back as far as 15, was maybe ranked number ninth. And then they widened the Panama Canal in 16. And we're now ranked fourth and growing because all those ships that used to have to go all the way around could cut through the canal. And the Port of Houston has now become one of the biggest growing ports in the country because it's very easy to ship here and then transport things to the center part of the country. And that's created a lot of jobs. 
Yeah, absolutely. The port expansions have been great for Houston and Jacksonville, Florida. So that's very, very, very positive. So, you know, you've got a lot of medical healthcare research, education there. You've got tons of manufacturing, biotech companies. You've got a very diverse economy, and that's just a very positive thing. And a lot in the education space as well. Uh, you know, I don't know too much about the whole education space, but you've got a lot of colleges and universities there and hundreds of thousands of students. So I'm sure that, you know, is a significant part of the economy as well. It is. Yeah. You know, we've got some well-known schools. Rice University is an excellent school here. University of Houston's very big. And then University of Texas. The University of Texas medical branch is one of the great. And Baylor has teaching hospitals down here. So they're all represented and here, right here in, in the greater Houston area. Right, right. Great. Who are the major employers there? You know, it's, it's gotten very diverse. You've got oil and gas companies. Exxon, Chevron, BP are all very well represented here. But then you've also got other companies that have moved in. For instance, United Airlines has got a lot of people. Southwest Airlines has a lot of people. One of the things that's growing very rapidly here are the airports due to our location and how centrally located we are. Southwest has brought a lot of transportation jobs here because they're now flying internationally. That only started a couple of years ago, but they keep going to further and further destinations away from here. There's so many different industries that have come in here. HP is a major employer here, Hewlett Packard. Amazon is, of course, growing in leaps and bounds here. So we're a very modern economy that's growing very rapidly in a lot of different areas. So you've got a large population, diverse economy, lots of different sections within the industries that are there, growth. You've got a lot of good things going on. So let's look at what you're providing in terms of properties and opportunities. Maybe let's start with the types of neighborhoods that you're focused on right now, because I know that has kind of changed over the years. There's tight inventory and less inventory of distressed product type to turn into turnkey rental. So I noticed a lot of the providers that we work with around the country are slowly making this shift towards built to rent as opposed to, you know, a lot of turnkey rentals. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the neighborhoods that you've kind of moved towards and the typical properties that we're putting out in these types of neighborhoods. Sure. Uh, great topic because it, and it's very salient. I just had a conversation recently with an investor who said he had about $300,000 that he wanted to deploy and he, and he was very interested in, and he started naming off a couple of very nice affluent neighborhoods, the Woodlands, Cinco Ranch. These are master plan communities where I could go in and get a $300,000 home that's right next to a golf course in great schools and, and everything. But I'm going to be limited in the amount of rent that I can get for that $300,000 home. I would consider that an A neighborhood. So we talk in terms of A, B, and C neighborhoods. The C neighborhoods are the bad areas. They're the, the barrio, the, the ghetto that you can buy properties very cheaply, but they're a property management headache almost from the very get-go. So where we operate is almost always in the B areas. So in talking to this investor, and he said he, wanted, he had $300,000 to deploy, I said, we can buy one house in the woodlands and I'll get $2,400 to $2,600 a month in rent. Or we can go just outside of the woodlands and we can go to a place like Spring or we can go to a place Cypress or another areas. There's different Crosby. There's a lot of different areas that are outside of the master plan communities. 
And we'll, instead of buying one $300,000 home, I could buy two $150,000 homes. And they're in B-class neighborhoods that are going to rent for between fourteen and fourteen fifty a month. And it gives the investor a much better return on that same amount of capital. So what are these, like three-bedroom, single-family detached homes? Can you describe the property mix? I would say that's pretty common. We get three bedrooms, a couple of baths, two-car garage, and their range, you know, I guess if you had to say an average, it might be 1,500 square feet. And they're in very solid neighborhoods with low crime rates, and they're quite easy, actually. They're easier for us as a property management company to work with find tenants. The the other thing that I think is, it's very intuitive, but a lot of people haven't thought it through, is there are many more people here in the greater Houston area that can afford fourteen dollars or $1,500 a month in rent than there are people running around with $24 to $2,600. It's a pyramid. And so you're at the, on those expensive homes with high rents, you're at the very top of the pyramid, whereas the B-class properties that people can buy for 150000 there's many more people that can afford that. And we've worked this year on our new construction. We've actually added a second single-family floor plan, and that's designed to hit a price point of about 150 to 155 and it rents for between twelve dollars and $1,300. And that's brand new construction. So it was hard. A lot of people said, oh, you can't build new construction for under 200,000. We do. We found a way to do it. It's working great. And they're renting like crazy. What is, out of curiosity, what's the price per square foot on those just ballpark? Just roughly, you can estimate it. Yeah. So, I mean, they sell for 155 and they're about 1200 square feet. So you're looking at 129 per foot. Yeah. So people listening to this have to understand that new construction is always going to be more quote unquote expensive on a price per square foot basis compared to off the shelf rentals that you pull off the MLS or even a, even a, a newly renovated turnkey property, which will probably come in around, let's say a hundred dollars a square foot, maybe a little less, but look at the pros and cons, or maybe just the give and take you got new construction, everything's brand new, you know, there's no maintenance, no deferred maintenance, no capital expenditures coming around the corner. And often, most of the time, they're in areas that are experiencing growth or high growth. And so they tend to appreciate faster and better in the short term compared to, you know, a turnkey rental or a plain vanilla rental that's in a stable, mature area. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on there, but I know that's what we've seen in years past up in spring texas the woodlands uh, you know we've just seen people experience above average rates of appreciation no one wants to be a gambler or a speculator we don't want to sell property based on what it could do in terms of appreciation we can just present the facts and just say here here's the trend here's the momentum and here's what's likely to happen but there's no guarantee but you have to have a rate of return and cash flow on the front end and you know if you're in a good area you're going to experience the appreciation that you expect real estate to deliver. But I love new construction. I, I've always had a bias for it. And you know, if I can get a good deal on a new construction home, I'm going to take a serious look at it. So what's the price range of the new construction product, uh, low, high, and how does that compare to the rent of those same products, low and high, just to get some perspective here? Sure. Yeah. Well, you brought up that phrase earlier, Barco, and I love to build to rent. And we had so many people because we did renovations going back to when the business started and they've been in business for 19 years now. 
but we really got so many people asking us to, if we would consider building new construction. And then also it was getting harder and harder to find homes to renovate. So in 2017, actually it was late 2016, the owners hired a builder and we started developing some floor plans. So we've been building and renting single family new construction since about the middle of 2017. And it's been great. Our price points have, we started off at about 160. Now we're up to about 185 on the initial floor plan that we had. And that was a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage with about 1,640 square feet. We added to that this year, another floor plan that's 1,200 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths, no garage. And we were a little concerned. We didn't know if the not having a garage was going to be an impact or make it more difficult to rent. And we've been incredibly pleasantly surprised that it didn't have any issues. One of the things we found going back to 2017, a lot of our construction finished up at late in the year. It actually finished up during the holidays, which is anybody knows is a traditionally very difficult, challenging time to do rental properties. There's not a lot of people that are out looking for rental properties that time of the year. And we were amazed because as soon as we could finish these new construction properties, people were still willing and wanted to move in. I guess it's pretty intuitive. A lot of people have never lived and everybody wants to live in a brand new house, whether it be your house or a rental property. So that was a very pleasant surprise that we got. Last year, we also started building multifamily duplexes. And we've had great success with those. I actually don't have any inventory right now on those, but we're working on building that up as well because it's really been a challenge. There's only certain parts and areas where you can build duplexes. One of the things that we have in this area, there are um, we don't have any zoning in Texas and we don't have any zoning here in Houston. So a lot of areas have HOAs that take the place through deed restrictions and do the same thing. So you don't end up having a neighbor with farm animals or painting their houses crazy colors and things like that. And the big problem is, though, in the HOAs, they won't allow any kind of multifamily housing. So we have to look for areas that are good areas. Again, we're only dealing with class B neighborhoods that we can build these duplexes. And that's been the biggest challenge is, is keeping an inventory on those, because as soon as we find them and start to build them, they're, they're sold. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem. It's, it's actually exciting to hear that. All right. Well, let's kind of start winding it down with two last things. What's the rental market like? Do you still see a lot of rental demand, quick turnovers, or, or is, has that been shifting? We have seen a very strong year. We weren't sure at the beginning of the year how that was going to play out. It was a very hot summer, and we saw the rental market come roaring back. We were traditionally slow during the holiday season. And then have it, it really came roaring back right now to where our vacancy rate is, is next to nothing. We're, we're below 3%. That's a solid sign that the rental market is still very strong here. Anything below 3% is a virtual zero because that 3% is really just people transitioning from one place to another because of a job or just they're moving up or down. So you've got a tight market is what you've got. Lastly, let's just comment. Tell us a little bit about the management side of the business. What can investors expect and anything else you want to add? Sure. Well, the management is probably the most important 
part, and I, I know you know this, we've talked about it before, that long after the thrill and the fun of looking for a, a new investment property is over, the hard work of managing that rental property and making it a good investment really lies with the property management company. It's the same ownership here. It's the same group of people. And one of the things that's really, I think, very cool is the owners of our company are actually the largest portfolio of properties that we manage. So anybody that's considering buying a property and having us manage it for them, well, the same people, processes, and procedures that are going to manage their property are managing the 50 rental properties that the owners of our company have as well. So they very much have skin in the game. This year, they kind of develop a slogan that says, we've got your back. And if you've had a rental property, you know how important that is that the property management company really understands and does have your back. And it's by far the more challenging piece of the business here to run on a daily basis, but it's it's also one that we enjoy and, and, and have a lot of fun doing. Nice. All right, Brian. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here today? No, it's a lot of fun working with you, Marco, and your folks at Narada. They send us some really great people and we enjoy working with them. I encourage people to come out. Again, there's a lot of people that haven't visited Houston. And if they can come out and spend a half a day with me, I can show them a lot of the market. It generally changes their perspective. We don't see too many cowboys and steers and things like that, but it's a very modern city with a modern economy. And the rental market here is as strong as it's ever been. Yeah. No, Houston has been a great market for a long, long time. And it's still a great market. It's a perennial market. It's very resilient. And you and your team have been fantastic to work with. I mean, we've been working with you guys for years and it's very rare for us to get a concern or a complaint. So those are my favorite kind of relationships. So I want to thank you and your team. We're going to continue to work together as long as Houston makes sense. We're going to stay there. When Houston doesn't make sense, we're going to move on. And that's just the way it works. That's part of being market agnostic, right? But I'll have you back on the show. So in wrapping up, that's pretty much it for today. Brian, I want to thank you for coming on. And for everybody who's listening, don't forget to download our free report, The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing. Just go to any of our websites and click the button. If you're interested in the Houston market and you want to learn more about what's available, what's going on, talk to one of our investment counselors. If you don't have an investment counselor, just fill out the form on our website and we'll set you up with a free strategy session and get you going. That's about it. So Brian, thanks for coming on today once again. Thanks, Marco. All right. And that's it for today. So thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights in media interviews, please contact the host.